Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Bobby Stemfley, who's our Vice President and Business Unit Security Officer here at Dell Technologies. And this is another podcast in the series that we've been running exploring innovation. And today we're going to be discussing security and the critical importance that it plays in enabling innovation. So welcome, Bobby. We're delighted to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for asking me. And I, and I got to say, I love this topic because security can regularly be seen as the death of innovation. And I'm on a lifelong journey to convince people that security and innovation is a false choice. You can have both. You need both. Well, I'm the art of the and, so I love the fact that we can have both. And clearly, it's a top-of-mind boardroom agenda topic for everyone because I think about it as being horizontal and integrated in all we do. We've got to have security. But for our listeners, share a little bit about your role. I mean, I love the fact that in your title, it's a security officer within our BU. So share a little bit about your responsibilities and your role. Oh, great. Happy to do so. So I am a business unit security officer at Dell Technologies, and my focus is on some of our most innovative business units, right? Our product business units, ISG, CSG, TSB, in those spaces. And my job is to help the product organizations integrate security into what they do so they can have that and. So we can understand not just how we put out the most innovative products and capabilities, but how we do it in the most secure manners and how we can ensure that our commitment to intrinsic security is both sustained but evolved as the technology evolves. Well, like I said, it's a really exciting topic and one that I know everybody has a vested interest in. And we keep hearing a little bit about the current threat landscape and clearly as the world has moved to doing work from anywhere, we know that these edge devices are a huge vulnerable place where bad things can happen. So talk a little bit about the current threat landscape, what customers are wrestling with, and what they're facing. If you think about the technology arc that we have been on for the last several decades, it really has been about digitization of workflow, automation of workflow, of collection and actuation of data in order to make more effective business decisions, wherever that data is, I know we've talked a lot about data gravity, right? The data is collected and lives where it is. And so our job is to actuate it and activate it where it lives. And that has caused a necessary and really important set of transformations in how we think about securing our environments as well. You pointed out the edge, right? Those endpoints that used to live in fortresses of enterprise networks that now live wherever they live, right? They live at Starbucks and they live in your home and they live in your office as well. So you have to really think about a different model for how to secure them. With all of this has also been a, a big up level in complexity of the environment. Most enterprises are operating with a lot of legacy and a lot of new at the same time and bringing those together in a way creates a set of security challenges that has evolved over time as well. 
because all of this data is now digitized, the threat actors have moved and evolved, right? Because defenses have gotten better, the threat actors are getting better at their side of the craft. And so we're always going back and forth, right? Defenders get better, threat actors get better, defenders get better. And we're more distributed in everything that we do. And then you throw in the wonderful innovations today in how we're processing all this data, right? The artificial intelligence capabilities that exist. All of this creates a really complex environment for IT decision makers, CIOs, CISOs, and chief security officers. And so we have moved in a model of thinking about how do we put security on every device in every space and then trust nothing and enabling us to move to this more zero trust approach as an industry. All of these things are happening simultaneously. I say in security, you have to live in the past, present, and future all at the same time. And our customers are facing that every day. When you say past, present, and future, I always talk about three-dimensional thinking. And that clearly sounds like right in the square wheelhouse of where you are. I know we commissioned this innovation index and security was clearly through there. And I love this art of the end that you can do both really secure your environment as well as innovate. As customers are really grappling with their transformational agenda, and as you said, trying to digitize everything, how would you think about and how can organizations and customers really not view it as a roadblock? How can they embrace it and feel that they're achieving both this art of the end? Yeah. So one of the most important lessons that most security professionals learn or need to learn early is that if you wait till too late in the process, getting the answer of yes is much more complicated. That right, you you need to bring security in as far left of the discussion as possible. And so turning security from the department of no to the department of how becomes an important pivot point for many security organizations. And that becomes really the key to enabling as you called it, the art of the and. You pointed out our innovation index and 40% of organizations think about security concerns and data privacy regulations as potentially impacting their ability to innovate. And really, that's why it becomes so important for us to bring security in earlier and earlier in the conversation. Remember that security and safety enables people to innovate because it takes away challenges and concerns that they have. And part of it is that we need, as a as an industry, need to speak the same language. And so security professionals need to speak business language and engineering language in order to help that innovation occur. I think about key areas that really let us innovate with confidence, thinking about protection early, right? How do you understand your data and your systems? What is it doing? Knowing more about the data and systems in your environment. That knowledge enables you to build effective protection regimes. It also helps you build effective resilience regimes. So the ability to recover your data and your operations more proactively requires you to know what your data and your operations are. This sounds pretty familiar, right? These are common questions for IT decision makers and for others to be asking. And so including security and answering those questions becomes an important part of the dialogue. 
that then lets you increase your assurance, right? How confident you are in the security. So really understanding those pieces and then embracing a mindset that says, I'm going to verify the technology lets you do this, right? I'm going to verify connections. I'm not just going to give you access to the fortress and let you have whatever access you want when you're inside. And that embracing that mindset of zero trust really helps you then create the environment that innovation can occur for all parties. And then thinking about it from end to end, your supply chain, your own design methods and approaches, how you do data actualization. It sounds like fundamentals, but if you bring it to the left, bring it in earlier, it becomes a much easier dialogue and a much more successful collaboration. Well, I know certainly this concept of zero trust is really, really taken off and being talked about widely. I know we had an announcement at Dell Technologies World around collaborating and participating and evolving some of those standards. So I know it's critical. So now I'd love to get your view. You can't have a conversation without talking about AI right now because it's everywhere. And as customers and organizations are looking at their end-to-end security strategy, as you just said, right? Supply chain all the way end-to-end. We describe ourselves as technology optimists. AI really has a powerful opportunity of helping get ahead of some predictors, right? How can you assess or identify things early on to take action? So maybe broadly, what would be good rules of thumb or advice when customers are looking to build an end-to-end strategy? And then just your thoughts or color on how AI can play a pretty powerful role in the security dialogue, used for good, obviously. You're right. You can't have a conversation today without talking about AI. And what I think is so powerful about this discussion is that we're talking about in the context of that end-to-end security strategy. Because an end-to-end security strategy has to include the starting point, right? Knowing yourself as an organization, understanding your environments, your data, your business processes. Interestingly enough, your organizational AI journey starts from a very similar place knowing your data and what and how you want to actualize that data and use it in your business processes and how you want to apply the AI technologies into that environment. So if you start from the same starting point, there's an immense amount of opportunity for collaboration. An end-to-end security strategy also involves finding technologies that build security in so that you can reduce the amount of bolt-on that's necessary in that space. That's equally important for individuals. And then finding meaningful partnerships so that you have the business partners that you need to accomplish your security goals. That strategy is important, right? It's not just about protecting the technology or the fortress. It's about protection at all levels, at the data level, at the people level, with the processes that you need and with the technologies that are there. And I think the question today is, how is AI going to impact your security strategy? And in some instances, AI is a potentially new threat vector. And so understanding what that represents to you as an organization becomes an important part of your overall understanding of yourself as you're building your security strategy. It also becomes a really powerful set of tools that you can use 
on your security journey, right? It's a great means to automate a range of things that are done in a much more manual way today, whether that be answering questions about your security policies or doing some of the data analysis that's necessary in order to identify malicious activity on networks or automating a set of processes. And so it provides benefit to the defenders and to the protectors. And I think the real key for us is to make sure that the benefit it provides to the defenders and the protectors outweighs any advantage it might provide the adversary. Oh, I love that holistic approach. And, you know, you mentioned leveraging partnerships and more and more we're discussing, you just can't go it alone. And certainly, you know, our audience listening here has a huge opportunity in the partner ecosystem. Expand a little bit on your thoughts around a trusted partner ecosystem. I happen to believe that our partners are so well positioned to really be invaluable advisors to our customers because they know their business, they know the technology, but how do you think about what the opportunity for our partners and the partner community is around some of these technologies, right? Security end to end, and certainly what we were just discussing around the opportunity to automate with AI. I love this question because October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And one of the truisms about security is it takes everyone in order to be successful not just one single organization. And it's an important message that we really double down on during Security Awareness Month to make sure everyone understands their obligation. Now, that's not to say organizations don't have core expertise, responsibilities, and accountabilities. And organizations really need to leverage that core expertise that they have. In every instance, that core expertise starts with knowing themselves. No one would know any particular place better than themselves. And then Bring in partners for other capabilities or capacities that perhaps isn't as strong in-house. And there's a whole range of, as you point out, ecosystem activities that are out there. And even in a zero trust journey, it isn't a single organization that will have every element of zero trust. And so it takes a partnership ecosystem in order to bring these capabilities to bear for any enterprise. And I think Recognizing that also adds to your holistic end-to-end strategy, right? Doubling down on who the right partners are and how to bring them into your trusted environment is an important part of an organization's strategy. Well, and, you know, everything is moving just at such a lightning pace, right? We all talk about how fast things are moving and our partners, to your point, none of us can do it alone. Everybody brings in place to their own strengths and a set of expertise and capabilities. And whether they're technology partners with Dell or our go-to-market partners, they possess amazing capabilities and expertise to be able to deliver it. So this has been a super enlightening conversation. I just want to recap a little bit of a summary that there's clearly a connection between organizational's innovation maturity and their overall competitive success, the willingness to integrate security everywhere. And as you said, bring it in on the left of the planning, right? Bring it in early, ensure that it's integrated throughout. The fact that you can really unlock unprecedented value in helping their customers with their data, right? It's absolutely the application and how they actuate their data. And the fact that it's going to take a lot of partners to help us do that. And AI, 
we're all talking about it, but I think it's going to play a really invaluable pivotal role in security and done well, right? The more we can leverage it for learning and understanding trends and patterns, I think it will help us with predictive approaches on security before we have potential breaches. So pretty fascinating space. I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. So you're right in the wheelhouse, Bobby, of a lot of exciting but very critical pieces of work. So thanks so much for all that you do for Dell and also for sharing your insights. So as we wind down here, one of the things I like to do before we let you go is I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball because I always like to know our guests a little better. And I would just ask you to share a fun fact that we wouldn't know about you, might not be on your resume, your colleagues might know. What's a fun fact about Bobby? Oh, uh, I guess one of my favorite facts to share, and again, in light of the fact that it is Cybersecurity Awareness Month, is I come from a strong history in this space. My grandmother was a WAVE, a women's auxiliary in the Navy. She was a cryptographer during World War II. And so it wasn't something that I guess I knew when I was younger, but I learned it as I got older. And so I work every day to try to make sure that we can have the legacy that she helped to make possible. I love that. How fascinating. So you inherited it, right? And you can find it naturally. And I love the strong women in your family that both your grandmother and now here you are, which is a strong female leader in Dell working on super important stuff. I love that. That's fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. I love that. Well, Bobby, it's been a pleasure. I know our partners are going to really get a lot out of this. And we enjoy the fact that you took some time to share your thoughts and perspectives with us. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And as I said, there's so much innovation to be done. We need to do the security part right and as a part of it. Well, Bobby, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us. Just a fascinating discussion. And I hope everyone's enjoying the podcast. So please be sure to give us your feedback and reviews and join us in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of The Partner Connection. Until then, everyone stay safe and be well. <music>